Thanks for tuning in to the High School at 12 Stone Church ministry podcast. Let this message be a source of truth and encouragement. Let's lean into this week's message. Yeah, you're right. We're having chocolate, hot chocolate, and I 
the night. The two of you did not. But we're talking about Christmas, and we're talking about generosity. And here's the thing. Those two kind of go together. You know what I'm saying? Like Christmas is like you guys like Christmas because you like getting things. Let's just be honest. How many of you are going to get new kicks for Christmas? Let's go. Santa, come to town with the Adidas on his back. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. I just talked to a guy earlier today about brand new, brand new LeBrons. Like, he loves them. So, anyway, these are Pharrell's. I love them. So, goodbye. I did not. I did not. I did not get them on Black Friday. So, anyway, hey, uh, really excited about Christmas, obviously. But there's another side to Christmas. It's kind of funny. Like, when you think of Christmas, you think of generosity, you think of giving, you think of all these different things, right? Well, it's kind of funny. Because when I started thinking about this, I was like, well, you know, everyone loves when they get a good gift, right? But not everyone loves when they get a horrible gift. Like, it just kind of makes you, like, sad in your life. You try to act surprised, you're like, ah, this is awesome. Thanks, Grandma. You know what I mean? You can't fake generosity, right? Like, there's just no getting away with being generous. Like, you just can't do it. And so I wanted to find generosity for us as we get going tonight. And uh, we're not going to do that. We're not going to give you bad gifts or anything of that nature. Actually, it would be really funny if your parents did. I might email them and just let them, let them do that to you and see your reaction. Um, it would be super great. Write this down. Write this down. Generosity. Here's how we're going to define it. The quality of being kind and generous. That is the working definition of what we are going to go from for, for the rest of the night and for the rest of this series. Generosity. The quality of being kind and generous. The quality of being kind and generous. And I think that we can all agree that generosity is a really great idea, right? I think that we can all agree that anybody who is generous to you, you're like,
doesn't measure up. Like, like you, you have a you have a line, you have a standard of what you maybe should give or what you, you in a sense, are able to give, and, and maybe it just doesn't measure up to what you have. So you don't give it. So, so this kind of paralyzes you from being a generous person. That maybe for you, it, it, it you never. So therefore, you don't necessarily know how to be generous. Maybe you think that you just don't have enough to even give. You know what I mean? But like, maybe you just don't feel like you can give anything. Because I think oftentimes we define generosity as like gifts or money or you know stuff that. Define and, and kind of confine generosity in that context because you can give a lot without giving something generous. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be money, it doesn't have to be a present. But, but maybe it's your love or, or your trust or, or your time or, or, or something of that nature. We can live generous lives, but we have to wrestle in this, in this tension of. of what is the disconnect from living a generous life? And, and so here's what I want us to believe tonight, and I think that this will help us get from not living necessarily a generous life and struggle with guilt to living a generous life. Here's what I want us to believe tonight. Those who have been given much give This, this story is important to us. 
we, we enemies can have peace. We have to have the right perspective of knowing God has given us a gift. Let's start right here. Jude chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It says this. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Canarius was the governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. So here we have two people in this town, and, and, and Caesar, he, he, he summoned them to go back to their town. Okay, you got to go back to your town, you got to register, you got to figure this out, all that good stuff. Joseph, he's like, okay, cool. Mary, he's like, hold up, wait a minute. I'm, I'm like, I'm like pregnant right now. You know what I mean? Like she's about to have a baby. Listen, some of y'all understand. They didn't have Uber back then. You know what I'm saying? Like Uber didn't exist. You couldn't like open up your phone, click on the Uber app, and say, hey, take me to Bethlehem. You know what I'm saying? So what, what happens? We see that baby Jesus. 
because they were no guests through the Balaam story. The verse 8 says this, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those who have favored Yes. So Jesus steps in on, steps onto the scene. And this is a miraculous story from the very beginning. It is just unbelievable. And I read that to us tonight, knowing full well that many of you have heard it in this series. But I think one of the many reasons why we read this every single year is to gain perspective that those who have been given much
John 3.16. John 3.16-17 is so key for what we believe. And it's so key uh, as we look at God's generosity to us. It says, For God so loved the world that He... Okay, we're going to try it again. Ready? For God so loved the world that He... His one and only Son... That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Here's what I want you to understand. God's generosity was attached to his love for us. God's generosity was attached to his love. It unwraps exactly what I'm trying to communicate, what God's trying to tell us tonight, is that because, because He gave to us, because He loved us, we should love others. We should give to others. And, 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 and through, there's a, there's a lady who we named Judy. And Judy was from Honduras. And she actually received a box, um, an Operation Christmas Child box. Lives around you, and I love that note. Oh my goodness, I love that note. 
catch like what it said. And you get that. Jesus loves you and I love you too. Jesus loves you and because he loves you, I love you too. That girl didn't even know that. And that one small act of generosity led to a life transformation. Who would have thought that you would end up leaving a broken church to share that with someone? And the first verse you flip to epitomizes all of that. Sometimes, if I'm, if I'm just real honest with you tonight, I, I think sometimes that in this Christian, this whole idea of being a Christian and follower of Jesus, I, I think that we we get some things mixed up and maybe maybe just they're not very clear. And, and sometimes I think that like we think that like there's there's like a we have to repay God something that he gave us, like his son, like eternal life. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to do certain things or, you know what I mean? Like we, we have to try to strive to live this life to repay God. And like our actions would somehow like be enough in a sense to, to say like, oh man, you, you, you actually can get the gift now because we're, you know, living this way or we're doing this or we're doing that. What I'm saying is, is like the gift that he gave us eternally, like we don't have to earn that. That is a free gift for us to receive. And because of that gift and, and what that means, like we strive to live like him and honor him with our lives and everything that we do. But it's a free, it's a free gift. And, and God gives that at no cost. But what I about this, and I got to thinking about this with the story that was shared in the Operation Christmas Song. Like, it cost that family something. It cost that little girl something to send that shoebox. 
Truth for us tonight is that those who have been given much will 